everyone, and thank you for coming, and thank you for sharing and hearing the stories. Um, I'll just give a, a brief outline. My parents sent me and my brother out of Germany in the Kinder Transport in 1939. And um, they themselves were trying to come to, the, to New York where we, we had relatives. And the, uh, the, the, the passports didn't come through and they were engulfed in, in the war. And they were murdered at Auschwitz in 1944. And my aunt, who lived in Berlin, was murdered in Riga in 1942. I remember a happy childhood with loving parents who were very tolerant of my um, my naughtinesses. <laughs> and uh, the uh, warnings of the coming storm were already showing up in 1935 when my mother's cousins arrived from Munich to tell of being publicly beaten by Nazi officials with their hands tied behind their back made to eat grass in front of the town hall. My relatives were leaving for South Africa and they told us we had to leave too. And my grandmother said, but we gave our son to the fatherland. My uncle was in the German army in World War I, and he died in that, in that war, fighting for Germany. Um, my brother left his local school. We lived in Ludwigsburg, which is south of Stuttgart in South Germany. Uh, he left his local school in 1937 for the Jewish school in Stuttgart, which meant a train ride every day. I became aware of the increasingly hostile environment when I was bullied at school, pushed down a flight of stairs, accompanied by epithets about being a dirty Jew. I felt very bad when the Nazi salute became very common and I had to stand while the new German flag swastika was being raised in school ceremonies. The shops were putting up signs, Juden unerwünscht. And it hit me hard when my ice cream parlor had put up the notice. We had neighbors who had a delicatessen and um, they were, uh, they passed food over to my family 
over the back fence at night. And their son was in their son was in the in, in the Nazi uh, organization. He knew about it, but he didn't say anything. So there, <laughs> there were good Nazis and bad Nazis. Um, I was sent to the same Jewish school as my brother in 1938. By 37, my parents were trying to get to New York, where my father's nieces were getting themselves established. In 1938, my, my parents had a, 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 a wholesale paper business. My father did the traveling all around Germany to the customers. And my mother and my grandfather ran the business. And we had a, 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 a big warehouse in the back where there were all these huge rolls of paper and all kinds of paper, including even note paper. My father left on one of his trips in 1938, and uh, he heard that something bad was going to happen. He, he telephoned and said, um, be careful. Um, we heard shouting and we saw smoke and we ran around the corner and our synagogue was burning. Um, we ran home terrified. My father stayed away for three months and as he was in the um, homes of friends and, and customers, we would hear Sp French spoken in the background and we knew he was safe. He was uh, work in World War before World War One. He worked in his uncle's uh, cork business in North Africa, and he was taken prisoner. And he learned French. He was taken prisoner by by the French, and he learned French. So so uh, when we heard the French in the background, we knew he was okay. Um, my mother was forced to sell their business with a f to a Nazi with the oops um, with a, with a tiny fraction of its of its value, and my family lived on on the proceeds. My mother started working in the Judenrat, the, the Jewish or, uh, um, self-governing organization in Stuttgart. And um, that included the kinder transport. She tried to find home. She tried to find homes for us in New 
Because they can't hear you in the back. So yes. let's lower this down some, and I'll hold it for her. Okay. Finally, in May of 39, word came that I was to leave in two days. Oh, um, before that, pictures of, of, of the children were sent to England, and, and a bunch of them were sent to Cornwall. That's the southwest of England, the toe of England. And there was a family there called Singer, Dorothea and Charles, and they were both historians of science. And Dorothea went all around Cornwall in every town and had meetings in the town halls and said, you know, will you take the children? And um, there were, oh, maybe about 30 children scattered around Cornwall. And she had this meeting in Camelford and Violet Jago and um, Tom Jago went to the meeting and uh, mom went home and she had to, mom, I, I called her mom. It was okay, I wasn't disloyal because my parents were Muti, Papa, Oma, and Opa. And they were mom and dad and grandma, so it was, I was not disloyal. And um, so they went home and told their, consulted their boys, and um, they said, we will take them if we have to take them both. That's my brother and myself. So... Um, Finally, word came in May of 39 that I was to leave in two days. Um, I cannot remember parting from my mother and my grandmother. My grandparents lived with us. Um, my father took me to F Frankfurt on the train where there, were, uh, there was a gathering of a whole hundreds of children and we were to go to Bremen to catch a boat to Southampton and my father was crying buckets and I was frozen my, my emotions still shut down and my emotions stayed frozen for the next 12 years um, I could cry at a sad uh, story I could cry at a sad movie but if there was grief with someone that I met I couldn't cry um, these were the, the frozen emotions um, a friend of mine hypnotized me to see if I could remember saying goodbye to my mother and my grandmother. And it turned out that they hid. And uh, they didn't want me to see them cry. So, so they were hiding in one of the rooms. Um, 
I was taken to the to Bremen where we were taken on a ship and for two days it took two days to get to Southampton and uh, there were teenage a couple of teenage girls with guitars and we did some singing and and uh, uh, and so forth the boat was called the Europa and it turned out when my future husband and I came to New York we were on the the French boat the Liberté and this was the same boat that had been given to France after World War II as um, as as compensation so I was on that same boat twice <laughs> um, I was we were all sent to London there was one girl who was thought to have scarlet fever so we were all taken to the Islington fever hospital to wait out the uh, the incubation period and I was miserable they teased me for my South German accent <laughs> and they were all speaking Hochdeutsch <laughs> um, and finally nothing happened and uh, we were released in two in two weeks and I was put on the train to Devon, put in charge of the conductor and was uh, uh, went to Oakhampton in Devon and I was met by Tom and Violet Jago who were my going to be my foster parents and uh, they recognized me from the photo that my mother had sent. And my mother had been, who knew English, she'd been corresponding with the Jagos for, for several months. And um, we were in Oakhampton because Violet Jago's mother lived there across from the station because her late husband had worked at, at on the railway station. And uh, we spent the rest of the day with Grandma Watkins, which who was Violet Jago's mother. And then the next day, we drove down to Cornwall. It was, it was a four-hour um, car ride. Um, the roads in Cornwall are very narrow and sometimes there's not even room to pass another car so you have to pull, had to pull into a, 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 a gate leading to, a, to a, 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 a pasture and let the other guy pass and then go on. <laughs> um, I had a strange experience. I expected 
Grandma Watkins to speak German because in my home, my father spoke French, my mother spoke, could speak English, but my grandparents could only speak German. So I thought all grandparents spoke German. <laughs> when, and my English was very, very, very rudimentary. I had had some English lessons, but I wasn't very attentive. And uh, so um, I didn't understand much of what was going on. Uh, we drove down to Cornwall to a place in North Cornwall called Camelford, where Tom Jago was the manager of the Barclays Bank. And um, we lived in the two floors above the bank. And um, uh, he was a very calm, easygoing guy, and Violet Jago, Mum Jago, was uh, um, she was energetic and and managing. She managed the whole household with four children and uh, And um, this was now the summer of 1939. I was sent to learn English with, with, with a lady who was a retired teacher and learn English mathematics, you know, like inches and feet and, and pounds and ounces and pounds and... and you know, I had been used to the metric system. <laughs> and this was, was quite a change. My brother came in July. And um, that summer we went down to West Cornwall, where Tom Jago's family lived in a place called Marazion, which was across the bay from Penzance. I don't know if you've heard of a place called Penzance. And um, we had a caravan, which was a trailer, and tents. So we had two tents in the caravan. And uh, they put me in the bed in the caravan, but I was such a restless sleeper that I was... <laughs> sent out to a tent to sleep in the uh, camp bed. Um, I learned to swim that summer. And um, the war started in the late summer. Um, up till the beginning of the war, I rode home to, to my parents every single day. And they wrote back every single day. And um, after the war started, we could no longer write. We could send Red Cross messages of 25 words every three months. And um, 
They were sent to Munich to pick up rubble after bombing. And in 1942, they were sent to Theresienstadt in, um, in, in Czechoslovakia, in, in the German section of Czechoslovakia, uh, to a concentration camp. And they lived there, they lived and starved there for two years until 1944, and they were sent in cattle cars to Auschwitz and they were gassed there. My mother, my father, and my grandmother. My aunt, Hilda, my mother's sister, Hilda, had been sent to Riga in 1942 and she was murdered there. Um, The Jagos were just a miraculously kind family, and the, the two boys accepted us unconditionally. And um, I got my school certificate at the age of 16, and I started um, working in a a nursery school for evacuated children under five, and I got my nanny's certificate. <laughs> and uh, then I went to London to Putney Hospital and started training as a, as a nurse. And I became an RN in 46. Um... 45 was the end of the European war and then and then the end of the Japanese war and finally um, peace came. Um, I worked as a nurse for some years and I went up to... Oh, and I read a book called Peaks and Llamas by the author called Marco Pallas and... Um, it was all about climbing in the in the Himalayas, and there was one chapter on Tibetan Buddhism, and there was one chapter on Tibetan art, and the chapter on Tibetan Buddhism was really, really spoke to me because it looked like before the world impinged itself on me, and changed my life and I was looking for some inner force where I could face out to the world in the way I wanted to to face and I started studying Tibetan and that's where I met Richard Robinson who was studying Ch Chinese and uh, he was in my Tibetan class and uh, he was also learning Japan, Chinese, Japanese. He, was, uh, uh, he could retain everything. He had an incredible memory. And um, we got engaged and we got married six months later. Mm. And uh, I have two children. 
a son and a daughter. My daughter and my son-in-law have just retired. They live in Nashville, Tennessee. My son and my daughter, now my son is an airline pilot and he's not about, he's not going to retire until he's forced to. <laughs> he just loves his work. And his son, my grandson, has started working for a, a feeder airline. So they're both pilots. And um, my son star started working at the local, when he was in high school, started working at the local um, airport, you know, where the people who had private planes, and he uh, took care of the runways and mowed the, the, the grass runway and shoveled the uh, runway in the winter time and uh, got his pilot's license, and he worked his way up. And um, he eventually got a job as a in a, a small airline, and then gradually uh, worked in worked on until he started working for Delta. And he's a 757 captain in Delta now. Wow. And. Uh, My daughter uh, as a teenager encountered Jesus and she went into the Holy Order of Mans, M-A-N-S, stands for Manas, Agape, Nus, and Sophia. And um, she stayed in the order for quite a long, um, oh, I think about 10 years. And uh, then she realized she was growing away from them. And uh, her high school sweetheart had been asking her to marry for quite a while. And she said, no, I'm... I'm uh, I'm in the order and, and I'm going to stay that way and and so finally when she left he asked her again and so they got married and they have <laughs> two children my granddaughter graduated from MIT and she's now working as a uh, engineer in, in San Francisco and my grandson is also at MIT and he's working on his PhD in, in, in uh, biochemistry wow. so he's done all his he's just doing his research he's done all his coursework he's now just working on his research and that's it, I guess. So I'll take questions. Would you like to sit down? Yeah, I think I'd like to sit down. All right, so does anyone have any questions they would like to ask? Hannah? Yes, Kathy. 
We were in Cornwall. There was a little bombing going on. Um, but not a great deal. And uh, my brother was in London, and he w before he joined the army, and there was a lot of bombing there. And uh, when he was in class, they'd go under their desks. <laughs> and uh, they would go in, in, the, in the subway in the underground and, and shelter there. Any other questions? Yes, Rena. Yeah, update on your brother. My brother took biology. Oh, he joined the army. Well, he studied biology and then he joined the army and then he completed his degree and he started teaching in high school. And he taught in a... a, a What do you call the schools where the kids stay? Um, boarding school. Boarding school, yes. yes. He taught in a boarding school. There were boarders and there were also day, day st students. Right. And he, that was his career. He taught biology. Gary? Yes, they were con conservative, conservative Jews, but the Jagos were not. They were Christian, and my miracle is the Jagos, who were just incredible. Yeah, I, I would go to a chapel with my friends and I would go to church sometimes. Mom didn't go, Mom Jago didn't go to church very often, but I went with her when she went. And uh, uh, they encouraged us to keep up our, our Judaism. So we had, um, we had correspondence classes from the liberal Jewish synagogue in London and that meant writing es studying and writing essays, so that was an extra <laughs> extra work. Um, my brother absolutely refused to let me speak German. So as I was learning English, I forgot my German. And Six months after I was in Camelford, somebody said, hey, Hannah, what's the German word for clock? And I couldn't remember. And um, he remembered his, and um, linguists have determined if you learn a new language before about age 12, you forget your mother tongue if you don't keep it up. After that age, you remember. So he was older. He was two and a half years older, so he remembered. 
Did you find any family members after the war? Yeah, the, 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 the family that went to South Africa, we met them. And uh, there was one very distant cousin who lived in New York. And um, the two cousins... Uh, second second cousins um, who lived in New York. I visited them often when I came here. And that was all the relatives. All the other uncles, aunts, cousins were all murdered. What year did you come to America? Um, came with my husband in... Huh. <laughs> I think it was in in fifty five. Yes. I found interesting. You talked about you know closing a moment. Yes. Did there ever come a time in your life when you were talking about this where they defrosted? Yes. After I met Richard, oh. <laughs> they defrosted. <laughs> survive from your family except you and your brother um, yes my my two cousins who lived in New York and um, another cousin and um, but none of the ones from Germany that they were all they were all murdered uh, Adeline in the back Where did you work as a nurse and what did you do? I took nurses training and I took midwifery training and I worked in a number of hospitals in London and um, and then I did private duty nursing uh, up till the time I was too pregnant to, to work. <laughs> so, um, and after, once my children went to school, I started going to uh, get my bachelor's degree at University of Wisconsin. And I got my bachelor's degree in um, Asian studies and uh, uh, mm, um, hmm. I'm blocking on the word. Sorry, I'm getting old. Uh, 
Asian studies and 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 uh, one other subject, and I can't. Yeah, it'll come to me maybe later. Uh, and uh, then I took a graduate degree in library science and I became a librarian. And I worked at Stony Brook here for 17 years as a librarian. Uh, when I met Rabbi Moss, um, I went to a, a teaching retreat with my Buddhist teacher at Hofstra University, and Rabbi Moss was also attended there. And after the end of it, he asked whether there was anyone on Long Island who was doing this type of meditation, and they gave him my name. And he joined my meditation group for a while. And I joined his temple. <laughs> so now I'm a Buju. <laughs> and it works nicely together, actually. Any other questions? Yes, Hannah. How old were you when you left Germany? Ten. That's her age. Yeah. That's her age. But I had a, a much more tolerant family than, than my cousins. They had to behave in order to be tolerated by their, their parents. My parents tolerated... I was a naughty child, and they t they t tolerated my my infractions. <laughs> Fred, did you ever return to Germany? Yes, my husband and I went to to Ludwigsburg in fifty seven. And we met the neighbors that had been feeding my family, the Stenftel family. And they had all our, our stuff, furniture, paintings, and photographs and letters. And they said, do you, do you want this stuff? And I said, just the letters and the photos. So the photos are in, in that bag. So later she has a book with the, the photos and things in it. So when we go up for coffee, we'll put that out if you would like to look through to see those things. So another question there? Oh, the same question. Okay. Yes, Fred. There was a huge turnover between the, 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 the Nazi German generation and their children and their grandchildren. And such familial dissonance um, that 
And I understand the same thing happened in Japan. Yeah. Uh, say the name of the place where you were in Germany. Pirmesand? And which part of Germany was it in? Oh, so, so not too far from Stuttgart. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. When my husband and I spent a year in India, uh, because he had study leave and uh, because he was teaching uh, South Asian studies and philosophy. Um, so we went to India and we met in the guest house at um, the university where we were at. Um, it was a young German couple. He was... And they were so different to the, the the Germans that I knew as a child. You know, the, the they were open and 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 um, happy, and uh, more like Americans. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? So we want to say thank you to Ms. Hannah. Thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you all for caring. I think that's beautiful that, that you're thinking about to show up. So we are going to, um, my husband's going to come up, uh, and we're going to conclude the service. Gary, you want to help Ms. Hannah? And uh, Gary will help you down. And we uh, are going to conclude with uh, Ha Tikva. And um, so if you'd like to rise, the national anthem. We know that out of the ashes of the Holocaust, uh, the nation of Israel was born. And uh, on uh, April 21st, we'll be celebrating the 70th birthday of modern-day Israel. So we invite you to join us on that Shabbat. If you're visiting with us tonight, you received a little packet fill out that card. We can stay in touch with you about upcoming events, etc. And uh, after the uh, song, uh, we're just going to invite you to come upstairs for a little coffee and cake, and you'll be able to look at some of the pictures uh, that Miss Hannah brought with her. Uh, and again, thank you for coming uh, tonight to commemorate this uh, solemn occasion as we remember uh, six million of our Jewish people who perished in the, the Holocaust. And so join us as we sing Hatikva. Oh, so
Oh, she. 